Hey, this is Emlyn from Emlyn in the Mix. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Emlyn in the Mix, today for more audio, mixing, unboxings, reveals, awesome equipment, audio technology. What more could you want? Emlyn in the Mix on YouTube. Subscribe today. Hey guys, welcome back to Emlyn in the Mix, episode two for season two. I hope you had an awesome week. There's been a lot going on in the music world this last week when it comes to music technology and audio technology, and that's why, of course, you guys have joined me today. Time to pick up your coffee and let's get into the round of news because there is a lot to get through and... As we all know, or maybe we don't know, but this time of year, we usually have the NAM show, uh, which is the National Association of Music Merchants show. I don't think anyone really knows that. I actually Googled it because I wanted to know what NAM standed for. Anyway, NAM basically got cancelled this year due to COVID-19, and we have in its place the Believe in Music Week or weeks. I'm not actually sure how long the Believe in Music thing goes for, but it's essentially it's just online uh, performances, interviews with artists, and uh, music technology showcases, audio technology showcasing uh, their new products and that sort of thing. I've been following it as closely as I can. There is so many new and exciting releases uh, synthesizers, guitars, drum kits, audio interfaces, even audio interfaces, the most boring thing in your studio, there's new releases of them. And, and I'm going to go through what, what really did excite me this week. It's for musicians. This week is usually a pretty exciting week because there's so much new gear to look at and get excited about. So, I'm going to do my best and I apologize if I miss anything, but literally if we were to cover everything, this podcast would probably go for 24 hours, which I just, I can't do right now. So let's get stuck into it, guys. So I'm just going to reel off the things that caught my eye this week in terms of releases and mainly going to be covering some DJ gear, some synthesizers and some software. So I hope you enjoy that. Let's get stuck into Emlyn in the mix. All right, great. So, the first one that caught my attention here from the DJ world, Pioneer DJ, of course, big players in the DJ world, probably number one in the DJ world, have now released the DJM S7 DJM Mixer. This looks really cool. Like, Pioneer are really innovating these days. And it looks to go into direct competition uh, with their rivals such as Rain and Newman mixers. It's sort of like a... It looks like a battle mixer, one of those scratching battle mixers, but also could be used just for regular DJing as well. Essentially, it's a slimmed-down version of the DJM S11. So, this is the DJM S7, and it follows the sleek and clean design of the S11. Now, it includes 16 performance pads... So, if you don't really follow DJ gear, you may not know, but probably in the last few years, a lot of DJ gear has included performance pads, even on like, uh, for example, I've got the Native Instruments S4, I think it's called, and that has like eight little pads underneath the decks. 
that you can set your samples to and trigger off samples whilst you're DJing. And it's it's kind of nice. It gives you a bit of creative flow. So this mixer actually has those pads, which is interesting because that more or less means you don't need them on your controller. And a lot of the Pioneer controllers don't have them, especially like the Nexus 2000s and those sort of things. They don't actually have the eight pads underneath there. It starts to look a bit cluttered. You just need your play and cue buttons and your pitch and that sort of thing. Anyway, so 16 performance pads, eight per deck, a large load button for easy track selection, the inclusion of all 22-bit FX from the DJ MS11. So that's good for those of you who wanted a slim down, slim down version of the S11 and you were worried about it losing some of its features. It looks like it's kept all the effects, which is good. Love, large effects leveler to engage software effects and beta FX. Independent pad modes providing ways for artists to manipulate effects in new ways. And a built-in USB hub to directly connect your external devices. One thing I've noticed with DJ Gear recently too is they are including, and I guess that's maybe what that means by the USB hub here. I haven't got another photo where I can see what's going on in the back. Oh, here we go. Yeah, one thing I've noticed is that DJ controllers these days have also started to include dual uh, USB outputs, which is really smart because what it means is that you know, if you're DJing at a club or something and you've got your next DJ coming along, they can simply plug their uh, computer in. Sorry, it must be USB in. They can plug their computer in and you can unplug your computer so that they can take over their next set, which is really smart because I, I definitely remember back in the day DJing at a few bars and the crossover period is is quite terrible and you don't want the music to stop, especially if you're... DJing at a party or that sort of thing. So that's a nice inclusion. But anyway, check that out. That's the new Pioneer DJM S7. Pioneer just keep creating in the DJ world and it's really good to see. All right, let's keep moving along here. Next one's a software entry. This one caught my new release from Synchro Arts. It's the Vocal Align Ultra. So what is the Vocal Align? Well, essentially it is an advanced timing and pitch alignment plugin. And it kind of looks like, to me, a more basic version of their their bigger baby. Bigger baby, I don't know what I'm saying. Bigger pro brother, <laughs> not bigger baby. The Revoice Pro, which is, you know, it's not a cheap plug-in. Uh, this could be a big time saver, especially if you're tracking vocals in the studio. So, essentially, Vocal Align Ultra is nothing short of a revolution in plugin-based audio alignment. So that's what it does. So you know when you do multiple takes of a singer or if you do multiple takes of a singer and you are stacking them in your mix because generally that's what you do when you're mixing vocals and if you have any little nuances of the vocal going out, it can sound really bad. So this vocal line plugin, essentially it just does it for you. And it looks really nice, this Vocal Align Ultra. It looks like they've sort of got an updated or a fresher looking GUI. Um, I'm just going to read a little bit of a quote here from the website. So, modern music production, getting the very best from your vocals is essential. And because your time is precious, we created Vocal Align Ultra to give you the highest quality results with the least amount of work. Featuring technology from our flagship Revoice Pro software, 
That's right. And building on a legacy which stretches back over two decades, Vocal Align Ultra takes plug-in-based vocal matching to a whole new level with unparalleled control and total flexibility. Don't waste your time manually editing vocals. Get Vocal Align Ultra and speed up your workflow today. There it is, guys. So if you're into tracking vocals, there's a sort of a, I guess, a slimmed down, but a newer, fresher version of their big baby, I'm going to keep calling it the big pro brother and uh yeah it could be a huge time saver for you guys i've always had my eye on this thing it's still a slightly expensive plugin but i guess for what it does it's uh it's quite good all right so now we're going to get into i think we're already going to get into our really the stuff that makes me go crazy oh no we, there's essentially there's four synthesizers i want to talk about today all from the same company and you may or may not know what i'm about to talk about because it's in the title probably of the podcast. One more DJ thing for the DJs or people who are interested in DJing. DJing DJing is fun. I've DJed for many years. I really enjoy it. I've done lots of parties and I kind of I during COVID I didn't really DJ at all to be honest and I'm I know a lot of DJs you know couldn't because and even still can't so i really feel for you guys out there and i know that streaming is becoming a big thing for djs as well which i do want to cover that virtual dj at some stage on the podcast i'm just struggling to stream it and do the podcast at the same time my computer actually cannot handle the graphics load so we'll have to do that at a time when i have some kind of remote or external screen capture or something like that so we can do it at the same time but anyway this next entry for me, or new release, comes from Rain, the competitors to Pioneer, and it is the Rain One. So this DJ controller looks like the real deal. Like this is freaking a very nice looking controller. And if you're into DJing, you'll know what I mean when you see it. So it's a two channel, essentially all in one. And I guess that's why maybe they call it the Rain One. However, it has professional motorized platters on each deck and uh that to me I, I know that you can already buy you know dj controllers that have those motorized uh you know the decks on them turntables but this is cool because all in one i don't think i've seen this before like where it actually has the two platters that are movable in the all-in-one controller but it's not only that just the layout of this thing looks really good and being that it's rain Rain makes some exceptional DJ uh, products. So let's have a quick look at this. So the Rain 1 motorized DJ controller takes the high performance features, reliability, and exceptional quality with trust without compromise, combining them into the ultimate motorized DJ controller. Possibly true. Have I seen other ones? No, maybe. The one continues Rain's reputation for high end, no compromise sound quality and creative freedom and is gig ready and represents the pinnacle in music control for DJs, commanding the best in performance and sound. The one gives DJs a familiar performance-driven intuitive layout. I would agree with that. This is very intuitive layout, if you saw this. With everything you need, where you need it. Take control with the multi-function performance pads. Again, there we go, performance pads. DJ companies loving those performance pads, but it must be a requested feature. And aluminum FX paddles. I don't know what that is. Oh, those. Yeah, they, they look interesting. Dedicated loop section and mixer control. Okay, yes. Aluminum FX paddles. That is that is kind of cool. 
They're in the uh, mixer section there. Let's see if we can play a little video here. So yeah, I think I think before we play the video, just my thoughts on this is the motorized controller thing. This, I love this because I come from, essentially I started DJing when vinyl was still big and having, I had Technics 1200s and having those big motorized turntables and being able to actually feel the vinyl under my hand and sort of be able to just let it go when I needed to. That was a really nice era of DJing. And then we went to digital, went to CDJs. That wasn't, that was probably at its lowest point. CDJs was kind of awful. It was just like playing, you know, Walkman CD players with a mixer. But it progressively got better. And then as we went into software, when it switched over to computers and controller-based DJing, it got better. Tractor did a really good job. Native Instruments Tractor, shout out to those guys. Not sure how they're doing these days as much. Not probably, you know, being the pioneers in the game. But as they did bring that the crossover from CDJs to computer-based DJing very nicely. Those guys and, of course, Serato. I never got into being a massive Serato user, but... So, it's the evolution of the DJ controller or the MIDI DJ controller, laptop DJ controller has progressed extensively over the last 10 years. And this Rain 1, I feel like they've they've just nailed it because they've really done what you've sort of mixed the DJ controller, the computer DJ controller with your analog vinyl turntable. Anyway, I digress. I'm, I'm, that does my thoughts, guys. I think this looks like an incredible controller. Make sure to Google it or check it out, Rain 1. Let's see if we can play a video. Hopefully, it doesn't have any dialogue. If it does, we we'll, won't be able to play it, but let's see. We've got some scratching. Here we go. Got a DJ doing stang. Now, just quickly interrupting that video, and of course, you guys listening to the podcast can't actually see what's going on, but it does have one of those really feather-weighted, light-weighted crossfaders, which is perfect for scratching. And in this video, as you can hear, the guy is essentially scratching it up. Anyway, I'm not going to play any more of that video, but you can you get the idea. It's a it's a DJ ultimate DJ controller, we'll call it. And it's cool because it's got booth out. It's got two. I like that it's got two microphone ins and you got your deck one and two in. So you could essentially hook up two turntables or CDJs if, if that's your thing. You got two master outs, your booth out. It just looks like solid. You got your two USB ins that we were talking about where you can do your crossovers with your laptops if you got two DJs or three or four DJs playing at a club that night and the crossovers, the music keeps playing. Just really cool stuff, guys. Check it out. I'm really excited by that. All right, we're going to move straight into our next topic here. And our next topic, wow. This next one, I'm sorry. If I'm not covering everything from the Believe in Music Week, I just it's just not possible. I'm just going to talk about what interests me and hopefully interests you guys on Emlyn Mix because I'm sure if you're here, you love audio technology. So, wow. Okay, this... This next three, even four products comes from Korg. Korg, the Japanese firm, they are killing it this year. And 
they were probably really hoping or maybe even relying on the fact that, you know, NAM would happen this year, but due to the way that things went, maybe it worked in their favor because I saw on their YouTube channel, they were doing a lot of live presentations and they were getting really good views. They have a massive following cog. So they're sort of like, they remind me of, and if you're into video games, this may make sense, but they remind me of the Nintendo of the audio technology world. <laughs> and it's not just because they're Japanese. No, they just, they're just very prolific. They've been around for such a long time and they just have this set base of products that they they just have really good products and that they can revisit as well, which they've done here. They've There's two, basically two synthesizers they've revisited and then there's two sort of just brand new, or actually maybe three they've revisited. The third one might be a revisit as well. Anyway, let's get stuck into them. So the first one is a revisit and it is the ARP 2600M. So the ARP, the genuine ARP 2600 but it's in a more convenient size. So this is going to blow your mind. If you like arpeggiation, if you like that sound from the 70s, that 70s raw synthesizer sound, it's back, baby. It's back. So the ARP 2600 is arguably the most iconic and recognizable synthesizer of all time, having been used in countless records, film scores, TV shows, and game soundtracks since its appearance from the 70s through to today. The ARP 2600 sound remains an essential part of the music world. The new ARP 2600M delivers the sound admired around the world in a more compact and portable format and included including added features that make it the ideal incarnation of this historic synth. Man, this thing just looks freaking... They've just essentially brought it into 2021. You've got your USB, you've got MIDI, you've got your MIDI DIN, old school MIDI, and you've also got your new sort of CV for Eurorack. Wow, guys, this just looks... This is a beast, and it's an exact replica. They've they've managed to do the exact circuitry. They've just miniaturized it. It's not tiny, but I mean... Anyway, let's just, I'll just shut up. Let's just have a listen to it. Here we go. If you like this sort of stuff, you're going to love it. Yeah, a legend reborn. That's the ARP 2600M. Freaking excited about that. That looks really cool. My friend, when that got announced, he even texted me straight away. He's like, dude, what's going on? Like, this is pretty cool, guys. You definitely want to check that out. Head over to korg.com and you can check out all the new releases there. We're going to go through a few more of them here. Probably the best uh, faithfully recreated uh, software version of that comes from Arturia. If you have the Arturia V Collection, you will already have the 2600 in a software form. But if, you, if you're if you one of those synthesizer hands-on tactile like to touch knobs, <laughs> uh, this is going to be the one for you. That's just going to sound terrible, isn't it? Uh, okay, cool. Let's, let's move on to the next one here. 
couple more synths to get through from Korg because they just went absolutely bonkers this last week. So they've re-released the Mini Korg 700FS. So the Mini Korg 700 was Korg's first mass-produced monophonic synthesizer released in 1973 at a time when the form of synthesizers as musical instruments had not been fully established. After a lot of experimentation, the Mini Korg 700 arrived bringing the world of synthesizers to a whole to a wide group of users by offering simple operations that could that could produce extreme changes in sound and was championed by a strong base of admiring musicians. The Minicog 700S is an authentic revival of the Minicog 700, an improved version of the Minicog 700 that was released the following year. And the revised Minicog 700FS, which is what we're talking about today, offers added functionality such as an arpeggiator, nice, spring reverb, and aftertouch. Wow, Cog, you are blowing my mind. That does... This is great. Somehow Korg have gotten, they've they've managed to get aftertouch finally after all these years. They they since have not had aftertouch. Hang on, I hope that email sound is not coming through on the podcast. I'm just gonna have to close my emails. All right, good. So the Mini Korg FS is a fully realized analog synthesizer that was developed in conjunction with the original designer Fumio Miede. I hope I said his name right. Guys, again, Cog killing it. And Aftertouch, I didn't know this had Aftertouch. I just literally discovered that on the podcast with you today. So why? Why did they revive the Mini Cog 700? Well, the real beauty and awesomeness of the sounds produced by the Mini Cog 700 could not be realized through analog modeling technology that uses comp- computational integrated circuitry such as DSPs and other devices to model analog circuitry. And although Korg continues to produce analog synthesizers such as the Prologue, the Mini Lugue, and many others, we recognize that these instruments owe their existence to the Mini Korg 700. While theoretically know-how, while theoretical know-how is important when designing analog circuitry, deep experience is also required to understand what the results will actually be once the circuitry is completed. Ten years have passed since the Monotron, Monotron, I can't speak, sorry, a next-generation analog product from 2010 was developed. I can't believe that. Is that ten years? By young Korg engineers and analog enthusiasts, and it took some time for the full version of these engineers to be explored and developed. But at last, we've finally arrived at the start. So their wish is for customers to experience the beauty and awesomeness of the authentic analog sound through the Mini Korg 700FS, designed by the Korg analog engineers under the supervision of Fumio Miyeda, the original designer, who designed the original circuitry, ensuring that the elements that go beyond the circuit somatics would be faithfully represented. And this thing is just beautiful. And I don't have, I don't think I got a sound demo here. Let me just see. Because I would like to play some of this back. It's a really lovely sounding. Here we go. Fantastic. We got some presets here. And even I love they've they've done snapshots of how to get these presets. Okay, here's a try lead. Here we go. That is so nice. What the hell, guys? I can even hear, I can hear the aftertouch. That is so nice. All right, bounce space. Bounce, bounce. <laughs> wow. 
seriously, Korg are killing it, guys. This is nuts. Um. Okay. So, it, it doesn't sound like it's just monophonic either, like... Nice. Alright, so we'll just do one more preset. I'm literally salivating at this. The sounds, it sounds so good. Space pluck. sold <laughs> it just sounds really good and again you got to remember that the the thing i love about these revisiting or i don't know what you call it like re-executing <laughs> i don't even know if that's the right word for this but bringing these synthesizers back to life i love the fact that they're getting the original developer or the original designer back on board to make sure it's faithfully recreated but then of course they're adding you know they're adding more they're adding modern elements or you know hardware to this is just so cool you know having the fact that you got aftertouch the fact you you got modern effects on board like it's just well done cog seriously all right let's we've got to keep moving on there's too much here to mention we'll try and be a bit quicker on this next one it's not a cog synthesizer of course the next two are their sort of more modern wavetable uh, synthesis. Not 100% sure on the differences on the next two besides sort of two gl obviously glaring differences in the fact that this one's small and the next one's quite large. Uh, so I'm just going to read a little bit off here about what this actually is. So this is the mod wave. So in 1985, Korg... Korg's DW8000 combined digital wavetable with rich analog filters to give users sounds which were impossible to create with analog oscillators. And it's a cult favorite today. Yes, that's right. Wavetable synthesis is still very popular. It was very big in the 90s too. Very, very big. Um, trying to think of like, you know, that house piano sound. A lot of that wavetable um, synthesis was really big. Late 80s maybe as well. So, Mod Wave, this is what we're talking about, the new little synthesizer here. I wish you guys could see this on the podcast. Builds on the DW Legacy and transforms it into a modern monster synth, featuring incredibly deep wavetable oscillators, gorgeous filters, widely flexible modulation, unmatched polyphony, comprehensive pattern sequencing, and immediately satisf satisfying hands-on control to deliver unique, powerful, and easily customizable sounds and phrases. ModWave also introduces two unique new tools for creating dynamic motion, Chaos Physics and Motion Sequencing 2.0. Chaos Physics combines an XY Chaos Pad. That's right. There's a little XY Chaos Pad. If you remember the Chaos Pad, it's actually on this synthesizer in the top left. Uh, modulatable game physics to create a responsive, interactive controller that is, besides being powerful, a lot of fun to explore. Motion Sequencing 2.0 brings the organic 
continuously evolving patterns of the wave states wave sequencer 2.0 into the world of motion sequencing, including multiple lands and real-time recording to help you create complex and evolving physics phrases, sorry, that off the other step sequences can not. All right, so that's just a quick uh, little introduction of what the wave uh, mod wave is. Basically, an edgy, expansive, and easy-to-use wavetable synthesizer for the modern age. Let me just play back some sound for you here. All right, cool. So if you want that sort of synth wave, cyber wave, you're going to get that from the wave mod. And another exceptionally awesome looking synthesizer here from Korg, who are, again, just absolutely just killing it, guys, in the game here. Now, there was another synthesizer that Korg announced. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's just like Korg City, isn't it? Which was, I've lost it here on my page. But essentially, it's a bigger version of the mod wave. Um, let me just see if I can quickly find it. And if not, we'll have to move on to our next thing. Um, it looks phenomenal, by the way. I don't know why they don't have it on their website here. Let me just quickly see where is it. We might have to move. Oh, here it is. The Cog. Yeah, so the Cog Wave State SE. Uh, and again, has aftertouch, premium feel, 61 key version. Here's a first look at it. So... Essentially, Korg, um, they're releasing a juggernaut of synthesizers this year as we've just gone over. And this time, the Japanese firm has given 2020's WaveState the premium treatment with a new SE version. So, the, the WaveState has previously obviously been released and now this is sort of an updated version adding what many users would have loved in the original Aftertouch. And it's not just a case of simply adding the Aftertouch and leaving it there. Much of the patches actually included in the machine have been tweaked to make the most out of this feature. So although this is a new, another new addition to the COG range, it's not really a brand new synthesizer. Although, yeah, I guess it's a refresher. I guess we can call them refresher. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll choose a word. You can email me, emlyninthemix at gmail.com. And let's choose a word together, guys. Email me too if you want me to cover a product or you want me to talk about something in the audio technology world, I'd be more than happy to oblige if I like that product, of course, or it, it appeals to the show. But definitely email me. Feel free to contact me at any time. Anyway, this guy, this looks amazing. So let's see if we can play back a little bit of audio here. Just a little, uh, we'll get past the talking. We don't want that. Here we go. So you can hear the aftertouch. This sounds crazy as well. Like This just sounds so good. So he's doing that sort of pitch stuff with the aftertouches, just pushing it in and giving it some madness there. <laughs> interesting, interesting music.
So the thing I love about the wave state is, of course, combining or sort of, you know, with that, that has like a little joystick on it where you can combine the different waves. They sort of blend together really nicely. Anyway, check out the wave state SE. We've got to move on. We've been on COG for too long, but just COG just really releasing the goods this year. I hope you enjoyed what I covered there and essentially what is three brand new synthesizers and a refresher or two refreshes. Anyway, we'll work that out later, but you've just got to, a slew of brand new products here from Korg. Now, the other thing I quickly did want to talk about, and it goes back to software, is Softube. And I have to open up my emails again because I it is in my emails here. Softube uh, have now released... Uh, They've been releasing Weiss, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Weiss uh, software for a little while, which is the faithful recreation of the Weiss hardware. It's some of the best sounding hardware on the planet, modeled right down to the accurate circuitry of their dynamic processes and, and mastering processes, those sort of things. So now they've released the EQ. This looks really nice. I'm a massive FabFilter Pro Q3 user, but... This apparently has surgical abilities in your mix to be able to EQ out surgically those frequencies which you do not wish for anymore. So, Softube have just announced the Weiss EQ MP, a surgically precise EQ built on the minimum phase mode algorithm of the legendary EQ1 with exactly the amount of features of professional mixer needs to achieve the perfect clean, transparent and high quality sound. Optimized for big mix sessions with low latency and light CPU load. It's just like good medicine and it's what you need. WCQMP looks amazing. Check it out. The limiter, apparently the limiter, I haven't used it, but apparently it's one of the best software limiters on the market. So I'm actually going to be reviewing it on the YouTube channel very, very soon. Softube uh, have reached out to me. So we will be featuring that on the YouTube channel. YouTube channel. If you've come from the YouTube channel, you already know what it is. But for those of you who are only coming from the podcast, you may not know that I have a YouTube channel. And the YouTube channel is basically the same name as the podcast, Emlyn in the Mix. And I will share with you this Weiss EQ on there in due time, very shortly. Actually, we're going to be featuring, if you have heard about or seen anything about the Sensile Morph controllers, they're really cool. We're going to be featuring some of those in the next uh, few upcoming videos, which I'm really excited about. Uh, I love I love what they're doing, Sensor Morph, Sensor Inc. And guys, we're going to have to finish up here because this podcast is going over time. I, I just realized, though, I do have to go back to COG. God damn it. I thought we'd finished on COG. But uh, COG also just announced last week, which I thought was phenomenal. And we will hopefully cover this as well. They also announced the... Korg Gadget, get this, Korg Gadget in virtual reality form. What is going on? And there's a video on YouTube. Actually, if you just go to YouTube, go to the Korg YouTube channel and you'll see it. It looks pretty cool. It it looks like it has a bit of work in progress or, you know, it needs, needs a bit of work on it. But it looks like I like the concept. I really like the idea of virtual reality studio like that. That could be really good. It could be really helpful for those who don't have a space and perhaps, you know, they they don't have the room and they've got a pair of VR goggles, <laughs> I don't know, whatever they're called, and they can have a studio. They can have the studio of their dreams. 
So I think this is a good concept. I'm not massive on virtual reality, but I feel like this could lead to something good. There could be something good out of this. So check out that called Gadget in VR form. What is going on, guys? It is definitely 2021. And with that, guys, we're going to have to finish the show. Episode 2, Season 2, Emlyn in the mix. Thank you so much for joining me and with what has been one spectacular week, the Believe in Music Week, the cancelled NAM week. And I know, guys, I know I probably haven't covered 1% of the releases that came out this this week alone in music technology. I know there's drums. I know there's new guitars. I know all of that. We just don't have time to cover it all on the channel. But feel free to email me. Emlyn in the mix at gmail.com if you feel I've missed something that should have been mentioned. And we can definitely cover it on the next episode. And also, I'd love, if you're still listening to this, I'd love some reviews of the podcast. You can review the podcast, I believe, on the iTunes app and maybe Spotify. I don't think you can do it on Spotify. Anyway, leave me a review. I would really appreciate it. And until next time, guys, thanks so much for joining me. And peace out, boo. Hey, this is Emlyn from Emlyn in the Mix. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Emlyn in the Mix, today. For more audio, mixing, unboxings, reveals, awesome equipment, audio technology, what more could you want? Emlyn in the Mix on YouTube. Subscribe today.